What's up, you guys? Welcome back to another episode of the Stella Ray Herself podcast. How is everyone doing today? Honestly, I'm doing great. I woke up at like 4.30 and I was going to go back to sleep. I really tried, but then it was like 5 before I knew it and I was like, I might as well just do a 5 a.m. morning routine. And I just have to say, like, that's just really when I thrive. <laughs> like... The faster I walk, the fast, the more money I make, the earlier I wake up, the more money I make. Like, I just feel so much more motivation for my day. And I think, like, with me sharing that, it's not to, like, I don't know, <laughs> shame anyone into not waking up early because low-key, that's, like, annoying as fuck. But I think, like, everyone has their own time at when they're going to be the most productive or when they just feel the best. You know, some people... For a lot of people, I feel like their most creative hours or their most productive hours are like really late at night or maybe for some people it's like in the afternoon or whatever. Maybe it's in the morning, but it's later in the morning. For some people, it's like five. For some people, it's fucking four. (laughs) Um, But I just feel like it's like what that I want to say. Find what time works the best for you because I know what time works for me and I feel good, so you find your time. It's kind of a scam. Like, I'm trying to stop saying that word just because I feel like I've overplayed it so much. Like, (laughs) it's a little different when you have a job or you have school that you have to wake up for. And also, I've been thinking recently about how high school seemed so long. I think ours was like 7.15 to 2.15. And that seemed like the longest time ever. But now I think like I usually wake up earlier than I did back then. I want to say like, I don't know, but it'll be like four and I still feel like still the day. And I know like work and stuff is, I don't know, like, I guess it's different, but I just feel like that used to feel like the, like eternity And maybe it's just that thing of what we were talking about beginning of quarantine. Like, the more new stuff you do, the slower time goes. So not only are you, like, sitting in class bored, but you're also, like, learning information or you're seeing all these people versus, like, right now, these days I'm, like, sitting in my apartment by myself the whole day on my phone. Like, yeah, there's, like, tea sometimes, but it's not the same. So I don't know. (laughs) Just, like, how did I used to do that? I could not do that now. That's crazy, but maybe I, like, I, I just don't know. Um, also, just some light, light chit-chat. I'm gonna try to make this episode longer, y'all, just because I really want to, but I feel like I just run out of stuff to say. Like, it's not me saying I don't want to make the podcast longer. It's me running, like, my brain shuts down after 30 minutes. <laughs> I feel like I shouldn't say that. Um, but I started a new show, and it's called Grand Army on Netflix, and it's really good. Like, I honestly just ran out of stuff to watch. And I'm going to get into it because I want to talk about this book. But I'm the type of person that is very, like... Like, I just don't really like new things. Like, for me to watch a new show, someone has to, like, really talk me into it. And even with shows that I love now, like, my favorite shows, like, Insecure, Fleabag, what else? Even, like, Euphoria, I didn't watch for the longest time. And my sister was constantly bugging me to watch it. And finally I watched it because, like, a guy made me watch. Like, we, he was like, we're watching this. And I was like, fine. Embarrassing. Um, like, I don't even, like, I'm just like, uh, like, I don't know. It's like, obviously you don't know. You haven't watched it. Like, you have to watch. But I was honestly like, let me just try this. Whatever. I just don't really care. And I was, like, doing emails on my computer last night. So I was just like, let me put something on. But I got really into it. And I haven't seen anyone talk about it on social media. So I don't know if. I don't know how new it is or if it's really popping off like that, but it was really good to me. It kind of reminded me of like Skins, but it's in Brooklyn. Almost like a Skins euphoria, just in the sense of like it's high school kids and they're like just going through shit and like drinking and doing drugs and like they have their crushes or having sex, you know, it's like that kind of vibe, which y'all know me. I love like a realistic vibe i like to watch stuff that's about like real life i think that's i think that's why i love like i don't know i love breaking bad because it's like about real people or like insecure like i love relationship dynamics and like people figuring out live their lives and people coming into themselves and like 
yeah, like Euphoria was so good, not only because of the production and everything, but just like, it's like relatable. Like, I just like that. I'm, y'all know me. I'm not like a fantasy person. Again, we're going to get into it because I was reading this astrology book and I was like, just makes astrology is not real. Why is it real? Um, but if you've watched it, let me know. Also, who watched Skins UK? I never watched the US one, but who watched Skins UK back in the day? I think like kind of beginning of quarantine, I rewatched a couple episodes of the second generation. So like with Effie and Freddie, the whole gang. Like that, it was honestly a little triggering to watch just because I remember watching it, I think very beginning of high school and the middle school, I think. And I feel like that was just a really hard time for me. And like in the show, they're just going through a lot, especially towards the end. So it's kind of like, fuck. But yeah, we love a new show. I love, again, I just love a show about, like, life. I don't want to, like, I don't know. Like, a lot of people have been talking about Lovecraft Country recently. So I started to watch it. I think I, like, skipped around. Like, I started, like, at the current episode. Not of this week, but, like, when I started it. It wasn't from the beginning. Then I went back from the beginning, watched a couple episodes. And it's like, I like it, but it's just, like... Like, the episode I really liked was, like, historical. And it was about real events. I'm like, oh my god, this is so good. Because it's a really good show. But then I'm like, fuck, I just... It's so hard for me to get into something that has, like, a little bit of... I want to say fantasy, but it's... I guess it's fantasy. Like, magic or, like... It's just so much harder for me to get into. (laughs) And I wish that wasn't the case, but... Let me know if you guys watch that, too. What are y'all watching? Like, I'm like, I just want to watch Jersey Shore. It's just about real life. (laughs) No. Also, the amount of people that have been messaging me, like, I started re-watching it or watching it because I heard you talk about it. I'm like, thank you. Now I'm, like, watching the clips on YouTube of, like, the when they're grown up. <laughs> Hilarious. But, yeah, let me know if you guys have watched any of that. But I think I'm on, like, the third or fourth episode of Grand Army. The title kind of throws me off, too. It makes me think of, like, a war show. It's not. It's, like, about kids in high school, like drinking like and also it's kind of cool because it's like I guess high schoolers now I guess it is in 2020 but like pre-pandemic and it's just crazy to reflect on how different each generation is because I guess like is that that would be generation z which technically I'm a part of but I feel like I am kind of in the middle like technically I'm gen z but then there's something in between and it's not like official but this lady made it up, like, in between millennials and Gen Z, like, the late 90s. And it's just kind of like you don't really fit into either. Because I guess watching it, it's, like, cool because all these kids are so, like, I don't know. I just can't imagine. Obviously, there was, like, let me get my train of thought. There was shit going on, like, when I was in high school. It wasn't that long ago. And there was still social media and stuff, but it wasn't, like, what it was now. It's cool to see kids high school kids be so involved in like i want to say activism or just like educating themselves on you know all these current world issues because i feel like again because of social media we have a lot of access we have access to a lot more information that we than we would have pre-social media in the sense of like and i literally i've talked about this before i wrote a paper about this senior year i wish i could find it but that was that was like 20 20 when did I write that I think I wrote it like 2015 probably so it was after Ferguson like really when Black Lives Matter was really taking off so I wrote a paper about like how social media can really connect people and make a lot more people aware of what's actually going on because you can hear things from firsthand sources like regular people who were actually there or who were involved rather than getting all of our information from like news channels and you know just places like i don't know the government or just places where information may be a little more skewed and you know information can just travel a lot faster now and in real time and it just i think has that has a lot to do with i think what i know and you know how i'm able to learn because obviously you can like read a book and educate yourself on history you can listen to people's stories talk to people in real life but just having like 
first-hand sources, literally regular people taking videos at the scene of whatever's going on. Like, I think that's so much... It has such a bigger impact because of the reach that it is able to... Of its reach, should I say. And just like everything, like, you don't have to wait for, like, it to get filtered out so much. So... I just think it's really cool that we have that. And, um, yeah, just watching these kids in the show, like, because there is elements of that, which I also like, like them talking about current events and issues and, like, feminism and just all these different things. So it's cool to see. And I guess, like, gives me hope for, like, future generations. Because I had, like, a little bit of it. Social media was popping, you know, when I was in high school. So let me know if you watch it. Let me know what generation you are. Um, yeah. Because then it's like all my friends are millennials. So then I'm like, I don't really fit in with y'all because y'all have a lot of references that I do not understand. We did not watch all the same shows when we were kids. But then I'm like, even just people a few years younger than me, I'm like, even that, I feel like I'm like so much older than you. Sometimes. I don't know. It's also like a me thing. Like I just feel like more mature. Maybe it's an older sibling thing too. I don't know, but I'm just like, I don't really, I guess I'm Gen Z. Let me know if you can relate. Anyway, let's talk about this book. (laughs) I realized I've had this for a long ass time. I was posting this on my story today. Um, Not the family group chat. (laughs) The only astrology book you'll ever need. My parents got me this and it just has very like basic information. So I don't know. Sometimes I get questions from you guys, like what astrology books would you recommend? I have a couple. I have this one and then one about one of the specific houses I think that my mom got me. She's like, you need to read this. <laughs> okay. But I feel like for me, it's like I really grew up with this. Like my mom, both my parents, but especially my mom was always really into it. So I feel like I've just like got gained a lot of knowledge about it from her. And she always is like sending me articles and stuff. So online. But this is a book and it just like it's like each like the moons and what it means if your moon is in this or this or this and all the ascendants and each planet so it's very just like basic so i'd recommend it and it's cute you know have it on your coffee table so i know i've been talking about like how i'm just very realistic so i just wanted to read you guys a couple points and this is just like if astrology is not real why is it real and i know cherry picking you're only looking at what you want to see. It's like, can we have fun? Okay. Not that anyone ever really says that to me, because I feel like if you're gonna listen to this, it's like you're with you're with the shits. But people are annoying. Bros are annoying. Um wait, where it was so funny. I was like, literally, this is me. Um your immediate react so this is my moon in Virgo. If you're a moon in Virgo, let me know. Um, you are meticulous in sh- sifting through information and you tend to question whatever is told to you. You love to discuss ideas and probe into opinions held by others, though you yourself hold fast to preconceived notions. It's like, you are a seeker of truth and you believe truth is what is left after falsehoods have been exposed. It's like, <laughs> period. Yeah, we love to discuss ideas. Um, and then... the. Taurus Ascendant one was also really funny. Wait, what else was this? Um, Yeah, this was it. The moon in Virgo. Logic is the discipline you live by, and you find it frustrating to deal with minds that are illogical or scatterbrained. You think such people belong in Disneyland, not in the real world. Um, And then the Taurus Ascendant, which if you know anything about Tauruses, like, their planet is Venus. So, you know, love, beauty, like... I want to say almost like sensuality, like you just want to eat and like chill. Like I think of Trisha Paytas, you know, like her mukbangs, like, and like a lavish lifestyle, but like comfortable, like, I don't know, wealth and material possessions. (laughs) It's not like a random reference. Um, So I'm like, this is just funny because it's in my videos all the time. Like I'm always like, I need to break out of my routine. Like I'm just, I always want to do the same thing over and over because it's what I know. It's what I'm used to. So this says, like, Taurus rising people um, are quite set. You are quite set in your ways. 
though it's not always apparent at first. It's the little clues that give you away. You may eat the same breakfast day in and day out. If you're fond or of a particular color, you may use it repeatedly in your clothes and throughout your house. Doing things the same way you've always done them gives you a sense of stability, and this is a fundamental need. <laughs> like, I just think it's funny when people are so skeptical. Again, it's usually always bros. Have some lulls in your life, like have some enjoyment, but they don't believe, and then you like tell them, and they're like, oh my god. Like, they, you tell them about their chart or whatever, and they're like, oh my god, like, literally... <laughs> Oh my god. So this is the book. I'll link it down below. Um, but yeah, the only astrology book you'll ever need. It's like, do you really need this? No, because you can look it up. But <laughs> Do we really need books for anything? Anyway, we have some topics today. <laughs> I saw a tweet. It's always I saw a tweet. I saw a fucking tweet, y'all. That this guy tweeted... Not my family talking about astrology in the family group chat. This guy tweeted, Y'all ever notice how women with quote-unquote standards are always single? And then this girl said, You're not saying what you think you're saying. (laughs) So let's just dive in and (laughs) discuss this topic. So if you're saying women with standards are always single, that means that women with no standards are not single so they're in a relationship so if they don't have standards they're just like putting up with bullshit for the sake of the relationship which is the root of our downfall Uh, um yeah again i feel like we always kind of talk about this subject in every episode but i feel like it just never gets old to me and I was kind of reflecting on this earlier today because I was kind of like lightly planning what I wanted to talk about. You know, I just kind of like write down one bullet point and go from there. <laughs> um, but I think it's so fascinating to me because the more I learn about relationships, relationship models, patriarchy themes and patriarchy feminism what people think feminism is or what people think you know the quest for equality is the the more i just apply it i guess to my life and situations i've been in and then the more i'm able to peep it when i am having interactions in my day-to-day life or in relationships or whatever and You know, on one hand, I'm glad. On the other hand, it's kind of annoying because I feel like, you know, ignorance is really bliss. Like, I wish I could just not know anything and just be in a relationship and just accept that and put up with bullshit and just be a traditional woman. (laughs) I know I'm in too deep now. I can't. I can never go back. (laughs) Like, it's like, damn, I wish I could just not know enough to put up with a little bullshit just to have a little just a little boyfriend you know just a little <laughs> i just yeah like oh my god no i see the bullshit like it's just but i mean that's kind of a joke you know obviously knowledge is power and the more you're able to peep not even just the basics of patriarchy and whatnot but even going a little deeper once you're able to peep the signs of manipulation or of sociopaths or you know just these red flags that do exist in relationships particularly with cishet men the sooner you're able to exit the situation and not get yourself in to something that is not ultimately going to benefit you to say it lightly or to harm you or whatever so i found some articles (laughs) oh my god um wait so Well, first I found this article because I was just kind of trying to find things about marriage and about, you know, equality. So I found this one, just like looking up those keywords, I knew that I would get mixed results. So I found this one article on Medium by Samaya Mounts. And I feel like this is kind of like, I know I've talked about that meme before where it's like, you just get deeper and deeper into the subject And then, like, on the other side, it's, like, their mind just, like, blows up more and more and more. And then it's, like, a galaxy at the end or, like, the universe at the end. 
Like, first you're just, like, thinking. I know you know what I'm talking about. This would be, like, the first one. Because it's, like, you start questioning stuff, maybe. Or, like, like yeah, maybe I'm interested in feminism. So then you think of this. And this is, like, baseline, like, yeah. Let me just explain. So she's basically, like, the sexist first date ritual too many women participate in. And then the subtitle, subheading... We want equality, but we're still going to judge guys for this. And basically the article is about like men paying on the first date and how it's like, if we really want equality, we should pay or like we should split it because that is how we get to a more equal society. She says, we are all aware of the traditional expectations of different sex dating. Men do the asking, men pay the bills, men follow up the next day. Men pursue, women are the prize. Um, It harks back to an era before feminism and gender equality. When men were the sole providers, a man who paid for dates showed that he could fill the, the role of the provider um, and this supported the model of romantic relationships as transactional in exchange of money and stability for sex and offspring. And that is the foundation of the book, Why Women Have Better Sex Under Socialism. You know, we marry a man and essentially we, you know, traditionally speaking, and we're essentially signing away our sexual freedom in exchange for the promise of a a life, like a stable life of financial stability, of you'll have a roof over your head, but you have to have his children and take care of the home. And again, you can only be with this person. So then she says, ew, <laughs> which I mean, like, it's like, yeah, okay, but... <laughs> Um, so then she says, women are no longer shunned from the workplace and we are closing the gender pay gap a little more each year. It's like, are you sure? Because last time I checked, you know, I feel like every woman, I feel like anyone who's not a white man is still kind of like dealing with bullshit in the workplace. Like even to a small degree. Even to, like, you know, microaggressions or just, like, some little comments here and there. It's, like, it's not like, it's just, like, oh, women are no longer shunned from the workplace. We can go half on this date, you know? Isn't it about time we abolish these dating rules that say men should be the pursuers and the providers while women accept or decline their advances as if we are property to be bought? Are we prizes perched on pedestals or are we people capable of buying our own damn dinner? Oh, a little feisty. I am not a prize to be purchased. I'm trying to get to the end of it. Like her last name. I'm not a prize to be purchased. I'm there because I choose to be. I can pay for my damn self. And I don't equate a free meal with being respected as a woman. I would rather start my romantic relationships the same way I would friendships with both people standing on equal ground. No pedestals or power plays involved. And then that's the end. And obviously there's stuff in between and like some of her own personal experiences of dating guys that did pay and that didn't. Um, so for me... It's like, again, I feel like this is kind of the baseline of feminism. You know, I understand where she's coming from. And I did read that book, you know. But the book, um, Why Women Have Better Sex Under Socialism. And it's like, oh my God, that's very eye-opening. Because it kind of makes you, at least for me, like it really made me like, question, why do we want to get married? And we're going to get more into that too. But... The thing is, when you are dating or when you are pursuing romantic relationships or any kind of relationship with a cishet man, it's not like they're coming to the table, literally, with that same mindset. Because under patriarchy, you know, men win, men benefit. And, you know, it's like, why would they question that or you know, to find a man that's actively working against patriarchy, like, actually, like, not for retweets, not to fuck more bitches, not, you know, (laughs) not for lols, not to get in someone's pants, but, like, actually, like, I feel like that's so rare because it's, like, you're literally going against this entire system that is only making your life better. So, you know, for a man coming, like... And I feel like for a lot of guys, they don't even want to respect you to begin with. 
So to take it to this extreme of like, we're equals, it's like, we're actually not because literally the foundation of this society is built on basically racism and patriarchy. And for you to just assume that like a man is going to not only like respect you as a person, because I'm sure you guys have seen the TikToks that related to the real life of like, like I just saw this TikTok once and this girl was like, do you ever think about like how every man just assumes you're stupid? It's like, oh my God, literally. And they're like, wow. Like once you like say something, they're like, wow, like you're actually so smart. Like not all men, but you know what I mean? Like that's just like something we have to deal with. And it's just regular. Like it's not, that's not even crazy. That's just like regular. So it's like, I feel like the least you can do is pay for the fucking dinner. Why? Like, you know, like I know you're taking me on this date because you want to have sex with me essentially. And you know, there's still an orgasm gap. I found a fucking statistic y'all. Let's find it. This is from 538. This is from 2015. Um, in 2009, the National Survey of Sexual Health and Behavior asked uh, about 1,900 U.S. adults ages 18 to 59 about their most recent sexual experience. 91% of men said they climaxed during their last sexual encounter compared with 64% of women. And I can literally tell you, like, on this hand how many times I have, you know? Like, during an experience with a man. Like, so you're telling me we aren't going to orgasm, we get paid less, we have to deal with bullshit, and you're talking, you want to talk about, I can pay for my own self? Like, go ahead. But at the end of the day, I feel like so many guys, you know, obviously there's like guys that are nice, guys that really want to date you, whatever. But I feel like so many guys just want to see, like, what's the least I can do to get in this girl's pants? And I want to say this lightly. One time my bro said to me, um, guys are going to, it was like a friend, like guys are going to treat you how you allow them to treat you. And I say that, like take that with a grain of salt because I don't want people to like apply that to abusive situations or, you know, like take that so lightly. I think of it as like, you could apply that to a first date. Like if a guy, if you meet a guy, he's like, let's hang out. You're like, okay, what's the plan? And he's like, come over. I'm like, let's watch Netflix. Like, are you just going to say, yeah? Or like, no. Like, I, no, you can take me out. And then he's like, oh, okay, I guess I have to try a little harder. And he's going to do what you say. Or like, oh, do I have to pay for this girl? Like, you're like, no, I'm going to pay for my own self. And I'm going to have sex with this guy afterwards because I want to. It's not about him. I want to. It's like, yeah, okay. But then I feel like in so many instances, it's like from like you're still going to go home or he's going to leave at the end of the night, whatever. And you're like, okay, well, I just spent money on dinner and I just let this guy fuck and I didn't even orgasm or really gain anything from it. And now I have to wait for him like... Now, okay, well, I'm going to be the one to hit him up because I I don't... What did she say? Like, men don't have to only be the pursuers. I want to be a pursuer, too. Like, I'm just not going to sit by. So it's just like, when you think about it from a guy's perspective, I feel like for a lot of guys, it's like, okay, well, great. I don't have to pay for this girl. She's just going to let me fuck. I don't have to talk. She's going to hit me up. Like, I don't have to do shit. And I can still, like, do whatever I want. Perfect. So it's like, you just, I feel like have to look at it from all angles because like in your mind, maybe you're telling yourself like, no, this is for me. Like I want to do this because I, and it's like, if you feel good doing that, do your thing. But it's just like, couldn't be me. Couldn't be me. No, I've had too many, like, cause I've done that before. Like I have been like, I'll pay for myself. Like, and obviously like sometimes there's as much as I hate to admit it, sometimes there's situations where you're just like, yeah, whatever. But (laughs) generally speaking, like, it's just like, no, I've learned my lesson. When have I ever paid for myself and, like, not regret? Because <laughs> it's like, what, what did I really gain out of the situation? It's like, let's take it a step even further. Because guys aren't coming to the table with that same mindset of equality. Like, they're... 
it's like even if a guy's like no i want to make you come it's like now you're just annoyed now like now you're like no i'm over it now like you're trying too hard like just get out of here like 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 yeah so i just feel like i can provide for myself i am going to invest in myself and in my life and in my home and in my experiences I'm not prioritizing a man or a relationship or a relationship with a man above that. I'm going to take care of me. And if a guy wants to take me out, like this is kind of my mindset these days. I feel like like if a guy wants to take me out, if a guy wants to date me or whatever, like, okay, but that kind of comes second. It's like, you want to see me. Like I'm not prioritizing men over myself and like my own time. Don't play games because, you know, if if you play games in relationships or in dating, you're going to attract people who also play games. And I want to have authentic experiences with people and authentic connections with people. And I feel like you can, it's just hard because patriarchy really like gets in the way. Um, so I feel like I, I personally am kind of trying to find that balance of like, you know, I'm not, I'm not going to do this like, no, I want equality, so I'm going to pay, or I'm going to pay for my half. Like, I'm not going to do that. But it's like I also want to be able to... It's just like, it's hard to do both. Because a lot of guys aren't even thinking about it, and a lot of guys aren't putting in the the inner work or the emotional work that we are. And that is a whole other thing, you know? Like, look at all of our magazines from when we were preteens teens like how to get a guy to like you like dating advice for women and like all of this stuff directed towards women like how to date how to be better how to work on yourself like how to make sure they're good like how to communicate and men don't really have that so you just have to understand like all points if a guy wants to see me there's a reason why he wants to see me, okay? And I'm not just gonna like, no, I'm for equality, so I'm gonna do everything myself. Like, it says, no, he wants to see me. Like, I don't really care. Or like, even if I do, it's like, I still understand that like, you're a man. And like, it's, it's just different. And that's just how our society is. There are some points in this article that I, I'm like, okay, I see where she's coming from. But like the, there is no discrimination in the workplace or like women just have all the equal opportunity these days. There is actually no sexism. <laughs> Are you sure? Like, where do you live? <laughs> what kind of fantasy land is this? And again, it's like, just cause maybe you don't experience it just cause you don't experience it. doesn't mean that it's out there in the world. So it's kind of a mix of everything. Like I want to attract people. I want to attract men who I'm going to have a meaningful relationship or connection to or with and it's like how far can you really take that and just think like yeah it's just like it it goes kind of deep i hope this is making sense because i'm honestly confused then there's this article from the atlantic because then i was looking about looking up things about marriage and how men like because i have read about before you know, men actually benefit from women from marriage more than women, even though for women it's like, well, this article gets into it. So this is from The Atlantic, May 2019. Even breadwinning wives don't get equality at home. When Americans think about fixing gender equality, they tend to focus on the workplace. But gender equality for women still lags in another realm, their own houses. Married American mothers spend almost twice as much time on housework and childcare than do married fathers. Although American mothers, including those with young children, are far more likely to be working now than in past decades, they spend more time on childcare today than moms did in the 1960s. Um, one way to understand how women's success at work is treated at home is to look at heterosexual breadwinning wives, women who out-earn their husbands. About 29% of married women in the U.S. fall under this category, and it's a growing group. Um, couples are often reluctant to acknowledge the woman's status as the breadwinner. As wives' economic dependence on their husbands increases, women tend to take on more housework. But the more economically dependent men are on their wives, the less housework they do. Even women with unemployed husbands spend considerably more time on household chores than their spouses. 
In other words, women's success in the workplace is penalized at home. This is from Psychology Today. Uh, Fuck, where was it? I know the quote, but I want to read it word for word. Oh, here we go. People's expectations may also play a role in relationship satisfaction. If the culture sets women's expectations for marriage high and men's low, then the, the reality of marriage, in which men benefit more, may elicit increased satisfaction in men this is much better than I expected, and decreased satisfaction in women. Because you all know the classic, oh my, the ball and chain. Oh, bro, we got to get you strippers because you're going to be in hell forever. It's like, that's just so gross to me. Like, don't get married then, if that's how you think. And then for women, it's like hyped up, like, for when we're little. Like, well, when you get married, like, what's your dream wedding? What's your dream wedding gown? Like, oh, I've been dreaming of this since I was a little girl. Personally, can't really, I never really imagine it. I don't really care. Because that's not how I was raised. Shout out to Lisa. (laughs) Women initiated roughly two thirds of breakups and heterosexual marriages. So it said something like, uh, women are as equally, women are more excited about getting married and they're also more excited about leaving the marriage. Because it's like, again, you set that expectation high. This is the goal. Your purpose in life is to be a wife and mother. And then you get there, goal achieved. Well, this is actually way worse. Now I have to work and do everything around the house as well and my husband is worthless so then well let me leave (laughs) just excited about getting the fuck so i bring all of this up i guess just to make people think because i don't know again like when i first started learning about all this like really in depth which i feel like has really been over these past couple of years um because again i was kind of raised untraditionally in the sense of it's not like like compared to other families around us I feel like um so already it's not like my family was always like we can't wait till you get married like it wasn't like this whole big thing but obviously still very regular in other aspects anyway um basically I just want people to think like I'm not saying if you get married, that's like the worst thing ever. Or if you want to date men, that's the worst thing ever. <laughs> no. Um, but I guess just like making you think, making you like just go deeper. Like really questioning why you want certain things. Maybe you already know what you want. I don't want this, bitch. Um, because so much, again... The theme of every fucking episode of this podcast, we are taught so many things that like are fake. Like we don't actually have to do that. We don't have to get married. We don't have to have kids. We don't have to do any of this bullshit that's that's taught to us. Like literally from birth. Disney movies, bitch. That's not to say you can't do it. It's not to say, oh, if you want to do that, there's something wrong with you or you're giving in. It's like, no. But I think just thinking about it and making decisions based on what you actually want in your life and not, you know, like doing what feels right for you rather than doing what society tells us or what your family tells you, what your peers around you are doing, you know. And I feel like, especially growing up, like I'm still young, but it's like I'm more at an age now and I know it's just going to get more and more where it's like, there are a lot of expectations as to starting a family, being in a relationship, having kids, like it's all more in my face now. For me, people around me, friends, even like people asking about friends, like, well, how old are they? You know, just little comments like that. Like it's all, it's all part of it. So the more we can question it and the more we can like really just ask ourselves, like, what do we want? Why am I doing this? Why do I feel like I want to pay half for this man? What is he doing for me? <laughs> what am I gaining from the relationship? It's like, oh, I just want to be nice. I just, you know, I want to practice what I preach. It's like, are they? Like, what kind of, what are they asking themselves? Nothing. Well, how can I fuck the most easy? What's the least amount of money I can spend and still fuck? <laughs> it's like, why would I put my little equality stance on this man who's just like, Use your brain, people. Come on. So, yeah. Like, I don't know. I I don't have all the answers, obviously. Disclaimer, I'm a random bitch with random thoughts. But it's just stuff that I think about. And I'm just really curious, personally, to see how my life pans out. And that's kind of, like, scary to think about. But 
I'm just like, what is gonna happen? Because I'm only gonna keep learning shit. It's like, I really think Samantha Jones becomes my idol in life more and more. Like, I just, she has her career. She ends up getting a dog. She ends up being like, you know, I love myself the most. And genuinely lives that and believes that. Obviously, she's not like perfect. It's not like I actually idolize her, but just like that vibe. I'm kind of I'm, like feeling that. And I think especially the pandemic like brings up a lot of that. And I guess like my quest, <laughs> my personal own quest for like true independence and true self-love, like really being okay with being alone. Cause I feel like a lot of us have been faced with that over these this past year. And it's like, how do we really come to terms with that? And I think someone asked a question last week, like dying alone, what are your thoughts? <laughs> It's just a fact. We're going to die alone. Even if you died with multiple people in the same vicinity, it's like you yourself, like we were born alone, we die alone. We're just going to be okay. And I feel like a lot of that inner peace comes from listening to ourselves and like what we actually want, what our heart and soul really want in this life. And like dismissing cultural and societal expectations because a lot of that a lot of it is fake. And I feel like, you know, especially in reading world history, U.S. history, like we were talking about, about you know, lies my teacher told me, the United States has this very, everything looks good on the outside. You know, we are the best country. These are our founding fathers. They were so cool. Disney movies, perfect fairy tale relationship, like just very... I was I've watched Emily in Paris and something that really stood out to me it's kind of like a little it was like entertaining but it was kind of like okay it's kind of dumb but it was entertaining just quick um when basically she if you haven't watched it she is like this American girl working in Paris at this like French I don't know what are they like a marketing firm and this American movie star is coming to work with them. So they're like, okay, you can work with her because you're also American. She's like, oh, I love her movies. And all the French people in the office are like, ew, it's so American. Like, it's so like, like, where's the real life? But I felt that because a lot of, like, I just, I always think of Disney movies because that's like something we all know what a lot of us grew up watching at least a couple times here and there. You know, it's very like, everything's okay in the end and like the hero wins and it's like that's just not real life like what about after the movie ends like they just live a perfect life after this like they have one one crazy event one climax in their life and then it's perfect from there like that's not real and just seeing the in the show like all the people in her office like where's the real life in that like real life is not like that and that's just it's like wow like the United States really biggest scam in history. <laughs> they got a Gucci belt on, but they're a scammer, you know? It's the United States. Um, so question everything, bottom line. Like I just feel like a lot, I feel like my goal is like peace of mind, like inner peace, being okay, being alone. And I feel like if you can get that, it's like everything else is like fine. <laughs> You can deal with anything because you trust yourself. You know yourself. Know yourself. Know your worth. My actions been louder than my words. Can you shut the fuck up? And that is just so much more important than like a relationship because it's like, why do you... Again, it's not wrong if you want a relationship or if you feel lonely. It's not, but it's like asking yourself, why do I feel this way? What do I really want? Like, what about that appeals is appealing to me? It's just ask yourself, what, what did the moon and Virgo say? We want information with a cause. Um, I asked you guys to ask me. Oh, I followed Snooky on IG. Questions on IG are just like topics. So I'm just going to be going through a few of them. I like doing this just because I feel like it's an opportunity to really chat with you guys. And I love that. So, you know, we have to talk about the Stella Ray. What Stella Ray has been thinking about this week. But then also, what do the people want? <laughs> let me see. Let me see. Okay, what should I discuss this week? Also, I you know how I was talking about um, feeling like I have my flow back or like my groove back? <laughs> um, I feel like a lot of that was, you know, I'm 
after being here for a couple years, then it's like, for me, it was like I started, like Instagram almost became more personal because it was like I was following people, like new friends I was making and people who I would meet out and like guys and like, I was like, you know, people are going to see like me asking what should I talk about my podcast? That's so embarrassing. And now I'm like, good. I want them to see it. (laughs) Just like kind of noticing that in myself. I don't know if that's even relatable at all. But I just want to share. Okay. <laughs> uh, um, making What a perfect segue. The first one, making more friends in your 20s. To be honest, it's kind of hard to answer that because it's a pandemic. Honestly, I have made new friends. But I feel like every friend I've made here that I like... I'm friends with now. It's like always been a friend of a friend. Like Sydney, I met through our mutual friend who I met from a mutual friend who I met from where I was living at. So it's just crazy how like everything is connected. Um, And then a lot of my friends I've met through Sydney. And I guess just like, I feel like at least for me, and this might be like, you might already do this and this might just be like, duh, but following people on Instagram, if they're cool, like, because I used to not really follow anyone new on IG. Do you guys remember? I feel like in 2015, I literally followed 10 people on Instagram because I was just always like, I don't really care. Like, I don't know you like that, like whatever. But then I just kind of realized, like, I think especially with Instagram stories, if I want to keep in touch with people, like obviously this. <laughs> um, and then it's like, you just reply to each other's story. Like, this is so obvious but I feel like this is a big part in like how I have made and like kept in contact with people. Like obviously, like obviously. But you know, if you're out, you meet someone, follow them on IG. Cause it's not like, I don't know, maybe before it's like, maybe, I mean, obviously there was like Facebook, MySpace, whatever, but it's not like I'm gonna text a new friend all the time. I mean, sometimes, yeah, but like, I don't know. Following people on IG. And also, I feel like I've definitely made friends through social media, like definitely. And I feel like when I first moved here, pretty much all my friends had been made through social media. So I don't really know if that like answers your question, but I feel like just being open. And I've talked about this before, but also when I first moved here and, you know, I had friends on social media, like I would just always be making plans with people and like always going on these little friendship dates here and there, like this pre-pandemic beginning of this year last year whatever i feel like i didn't really do that anymore because i had friends and i was just like i don't really honestly have the energy for that first friendship date vibe (laughs) but when i first moved here fuck yeah like i feel like i was hanging out with so many different people and like different different kinds of people like just a lot of different vibes and i was just like like fuck it yeah let's do this like yeah so being down i guess because i feel like i'm not really a down person like i send it in tourist sale i just want to do the same thing like i want to do my daily routine and then i want to do my nighttime routine i just don't want to be bothered i'll see you on ig though (laughs) it's just me but yeah being down for stuff i hope that makes sense as far as like in a pandemic i really don't know how to let go of relationships that no longer serve you time Time heals all, and heals me to work, but thank God with that. Watch you put your lip. Um, I know it's Mercury retrograde. Maybe you're thinking about an ex or a TBT or somebody. The thing is, like, I just, whenever, because obviously it's normal to think about someone and miss them or miss the idea of them or miss the dick or whatever, but I always, obviously we all have our moments, but I try to remind myself, like, okay, I'm going to go over there. I'm going to get some dick, whatever. And then I'm going to have to go home. And then what? Like, I'm just putting myself back in this cycle of like seeing them being so happy. And then remember when we talked about there's a difference between being in love and being addicted to someone like that dopamine rush when they text you or when you see them or when you have a special time, whatever, you know, like I don't want to put myself back in that versus if I just say no or if I ignore this WID at 2 a.m. text Yeah, it's kind of like, fuck, I wish I could see them. But it's so much less painful than going over there, giving in, and then having to go through the same thing over and over until they hit you up again, and then you're just going to be faced with the same issue. (sighs) Fuck. So, point being, 
time. Time away from that person. Mute them on social media. You don't have to block them unless it's serious. Like, come on. <laughs> you don't even have to unfollow if it's not that serious. You can if you think it'll, like, help your peace of mind. But just muting them, deleting the text thread, deleting them from your FaceTime list, whatever. Like, distancing yourself, not seeing them. And also, especially when it comes to relationships, like like dating or a BFGF, whatever, literally seeing other people. And that doesn't even necessarily mean hooking up with anyone, but even just, again, it's hard to answer this because it's a pandemic, but even just like going on Hinge and having some new combos and just feeling, realizing, and I know I've said this before, but just realizing that there's other people out there and other people that find you attractive and other people that would want to talk to you or even want to fuck you, whatever. It's like, oh, because I feel like, at least for me, like I know, and I again said this before, but I can get so almost like addicted to one person and like I, everyone else is like invisible to me. Like, I'm just like, I only want to talk to this person. Like, I only want to see this person. And it can be so hard to get out of that. But then once I like, or you know, when I was able to go out, I mean, you can like go to bars now, I guess, outdoor, and maybe someone will like make eye contact with you and you're like, facts. I'm over him. <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm, I guess making yourself busy, but I hesitate to say that because it's not like I'm saying block out your emotion. If you need to cry, cry. We talked about that. Sometimes I, it's like you feel stupid because you feel like I'm crying over this person and it's like, I don't even care about them. Like, I don't even, they're not even worth my tears. But it's not about them. It's about you releasing your emotions so then you can move on. Tears are stress hormones. Once you cry, you'll feel better. Everyone should cry. I've been crying a lot lately, like, I don't even know why sometimes it's just like fuck let's get this over with so I can move on because I know I've said it before y'all but you know those memes like me after a mental breakdown and they're like dancing it's like yeah because you feel better (laughs) you released the stress out of your tears and now you feel better because it's gone (laughs) versus holding it in and then you just feel it's like well at least I didn't cry and you're like your insides are deteriorating like we don't want that just cry Get it out. Cry in the shower. Like, cry yourself to sleep and you'll feel better. I swear to God. Love crying. (laughs) Dude, why do people... Like, it's always... It looks like an anonymous account. They have zero pictures, no profile back. And they're like, death? What do you think of it? It's like, can you not? Like, think about how this looks from my perspective. Scary. (laughs) What you're trying to learn in your 20s. I love this girl. Um, I'm... Saying this only to say, again, inner peace and, I guess, self-love. And, I guess, really realizing and honoring the fact that I know I will always have my own back. Trusting your intuition. The more I can trust myself, the happier I will be. Know yourself, know your worth. Keeping up focus and motivation during online school. Or, honestly, this could apply to online work. Y'all, for me, like, even today, it's going to be a weekly vlog. I I mean, I'm also just naturally a morning person, but I'm going to tell y'all what works for me. Getting up, working out, having a coffee, like something to get the day started, you know, eating, drinking water, obviously, showering, putting on, like even this, it's like comfy ass clothes, but it's not what I slept in. So showering, like doing a skincare, moisturizing my body, deodorant, bitch, even if I'm going to be sitting in the house all day putting on something that I didn't sleep in. Like, I could sleep in this, obviously. It's not, like, work clothes, but it's, like, something that is fresh. (laughs) Like, I didn't wear a lot to bed last night. Um, And doing my work outside of my bedroom. Like, people come over and be like, why don't you have a TV in your room? It's, like, it's literally a couple steps away. Like, I don't need that extra stimulation. That's a whole other thing. Um, I didn't even really have a TV most of growing up. But it was always, like, we would have a laptop. We would have a phone. Like, I don't get when people need... I just... I wasn't raised like that, so I don't get it. I also don't get when people need the TV to fall asleep. Like, I guess do your thing. I just personally... But, point of me saying this. You guys have heard me say before, don't do your work in your bed. That's your resting area. That's your special time area. That's your sleepy night-night area. That's not the focus concentration. So even if, you know, you're at home and your family's there or you have roommates or whatever... And you're like, I don't want to interact with them. At least, like, do your work not in your bed. 
or at least make your bed and do it on top if you really have to. But like, I don't recommend because it's going to make it hard to focus. Then it's going to make it hard to fall asleep at night. Like you need to differentiate, um, staying hydrated. And I guess breaking up your day is like, I feel like I'm really good at having like that balance of relax and on time because I'll like, if I have to sit down and finish a video, I'll do it. But then I'll like take a chill, make a coffee, eat my food, like take a little lunch break, you know, I mean, I joke all the time about, like, I have IG in the morning, but at the end of the day, I am, like, working all day, and there's methods to the madness. There's methods to IG, okay? It's, like, I have to structure my time. Like, I have a planner. Do I, like, I don't think I would be able to sustain this if I didn't do what I need to do, you know? Because I was, like, you know, or not so much now, because I have friends that, fuck with me and fuck with what I do and understand but I feel like especially when I first meet someone or something but this was more like a few years ago I don't know maybe I just don't care now but people be like well you don't you don't even have to go to work like and it's like I feel like more people understand now because more people are like doing shit from home it's like just because you're at home doesn't mean it's like la la land like you actually probably have to put in more focus because you're like at home and the couch is right there my bed is a couple steps away I could just go fall asleep if I wanted but I can't so I don't (laughs) um yeah okay one more (laughs) did y'all vote I already did your best and worst date oh should I should this be the last one I guess I can make two both of these are kind of about me so I don't know it's not really advice but I guess it's questions my best date I feel like for me it's more about like the vibe So for example, this one guy like planned out everything and was like, okay, we're going to go to dinner here at this time and I'll come pick you up. And this is where we like just planned out everything. I feel like it's so simple. Me and my friends do it all the time. Why can't this grown ass man do it? You know, but this guy did. And it was just one of those dates where, oh, actually I had a couple. I just love a date where you keep hanging out. So like we went to dinner and then he was like, do you want to go get a drink? I was like, yes, because the vibes were good. We went to this one place, had a drink. He was like, you want to go to this other place? I was like, yes. <laughs> Did that. And it was just so, like, no, I don't know. I just felt so good about it because it, it was like no, it just felt like no expectations and just very, like, not only was he planning everything, but like literally dropped me off and it was like, just, <laughs> we dropped each other. No, we didn't. Um, but it was just like, like everything about it was great. And then I think I had another date like that. It was not as like grown vibes. Like I feel like it was a little more like, but it also comes to mind just because I also, I think I told you guys about this, but he ended up like being like, oh, sorry. I was actually still with my ex-girlfriend at that time. (laughs) Like kind of ghosted me after. So I wouldn't even consider that a best date. But the date itself before the tea after was great just because we like literally hung out all day and like into the night on some wholesome shit like just hanging out like going from place to place like I just love that because I feel like it's not only about like oh we're doing stuff it's like I want to keep hanging out with you and if I want to keep hanging out with you and I'm hanging out for you for this long like obviously the vibes are good so I fuck with you and like I just really like that worst date I feel like the most recent one that comes to mind I think this was like early last year so probably like a year and a half ago um it was just so bad. Like he was literally, I think I told you guys about this too, but he was literally like on the phone, like not just on his phone, but like on the phone for the whole time. And we were eating like just at a very casual spot. It was, it was like, it wasn't like a restaurant. Like it was just like chill. So just everything about it. Like, and then he was like, like literally on his phone, we're not talking. Like I'm just like eating. I'm like, I'm not even gonna go on my phone I want him to feel awkward obviously he didn't but then he was like oh um like insinuated something of like him coming upstairs to my apartment and I was like no and he's like why is it dirty it's like yeah that's the reason (laughs) that's the reason I'm not letting you come upstairs is because it's dirty (laughs) like stupid like I just can't deal with stupidity like not only are you being like you're not wooing me as a man but you're acting like dumb (laughs) because it's like even if 
like it's just, I was gonna say even if you were just like my friend it's like but it's like it, that wouldn't be the same circumstance but I mean like low-key yeah because even if it was a first friend date not even with the going upstairs thing but just being on the phone the whole time like if this is our first time hanging out and this is how you're acting like why would that ever give me a reason to ever want to be with you be around you again you know all right well i guess that's gonna wrap everything up i hope you guys enjoyed this podcast thank you so much for listening don't forget to tweet me a screenshot ig story me a screenshot so i can repost retweet let me know what you want me to talk about in next week's episode and i will see you guys then love y'all